Good day to you and welcome to May 22nd. We're on day 141 of Bible in a Year with Bill. Today we've got a little bit longer one because I was supposed to actually read 1 Samuel chapter 19 a couple days ago before the uh, the break, but today we're going to be including 1 Samuel chapter 19. We're going to be reading 1 Samuel chapters 20 to 22 as well. And we are going to finish off today with Proverbs chapter 27 verses 15 to 27. So let's get right into it today. The book of 1 Samuel chapter 19. Saul called his son Jonathan together with his servants and ordered them to kill David. But because Jonathan treasured David, he went and warned him. My father is looking for a way to kill you. Here's what you are to do. Tomorrow morning, hide and stay hidden. I'll go out with my father into the field where you are hiding. I'll talk about you with my father and we'll see what he says. Then I'll report back to you. Jonathan brought up David with his father, speaking well of him. Please, he said to his father, don't attack David. He hasn't wronged you, has he? And just look at all the good he's done. He put his life on the line when he killed the Philistine. What a great victory God gave Israel that day. You were there. You saw it and were on your feet applauding with everyone else. So why would you even think of sinning against an innocent person, killing David for no reason whatever? Saul listened to Jonathan and said, You're right. As God lives, David lives. He will not be killed. Jonathan sent for David and reported to him everything that was said. Then he brought David back to Saul and everything as it was before. War broke out again and David went out to fight Philistines. He beat them badly and they ran for their lives. But then a black mood from God settled over Saul and took control of him. He was sitting at home, his spear in hand, while David was playing music. Suddenly Saul tried to skewer David with his spear, but David ducked. The spear stuck in the wall and David got away. It was night. Saul sent men to David's house to stake it out and then first thing in the morning to kill him. But Michal, David's wife, told him what was going on. Quickly now, make your escape tonight. If not, you'll be dead by morning. She let him out of a window and he made his escape. Then Michal took a dummy god and put it in the bed, placed a wig of goat's hair on its head and threw a quilt over it. When Saul's men arrived to get David, she said, he's sick in bed. Saul sent his men back, ordering them, bring him bed and all so I can kill him. When the men entered the room, all they found in the bed was the dummy god with its goat hair wig. Saul stormed at Michal. How could you play tricks on me like this? You sided with my enemy and now he's gotten away. Michal said, he threatened me. He said, help me out of here or I'll kill you. David made good his escape and went to Samuel at Ramah and told him everything Saul had done to him. Then he and Samuel withdrew to the privacy of Naoth. Saul was told, David's at Naoth in Ramah. He immediately sent his men to capture him. They saw a band of prophets prophesying with Samuel presiding over them. Before they knew it, the Spirit of God was on them too, and they were ranting and raving right along with the prophets. That was reported back to Saul, and he dispatched more men. They too were soon prophesying. So Saul tried a third time, a third set of men, and they ended up mindlessly raving as well. Fed up, Saul went to Ramah himself. He came to the big cistern at Seku and, in, and inquired, Where are Samuel and David? A bystander said, Over at Naoth in Ramah. As he headed out for Naoth in Ramah, the Spirit of God was on him too. All the way to Naoth he was caught up in a babbling trance. He ripped off his clothes and lay there rambling gibberish before Samuel for a day and a night, stretched out naked. 
People are still talking about it. Saul among the prophets. Who would have guessed? 1 Samuel chapter 20. David got out of Naoth and Ramah alive and went to Jonathan. What do I do now? What wrong have I inflicted on your father that makes him so determined to kill me? Nothing, said Jonathan. You've done nothing wrong, and you're not going to die. Really, you're not. My father tells me everything. He does nothing, whether big or little, without confiding in me. So why would he do this behind my back? It can't be. But David said, Your father knows that we are the best of friends. So he says to himself, Jonathan must know nothing of this. If he does, he'll side with David. But it's true. As sure as God lives and as sure as you're alive before me right now, he's determined to kill me. Jonathan said, Tell me what you have in mind. I'll do anything for you. David said, Tomorrow marks the new moon. I'm scheduled to eat dinner with the king. Instead, I'll go hide in the field until the evening of the third. If your father misses me, say, David asked if he could run down to Bethlehem, his hometown, for an anniversary reunion and worship with his family. If he says, good, then I'm safe. But if he gets angry, you'll know for sure that he's made up his mind to kill me. Oh, stick with me in this. You've entered into a covenant of God with me, remember. If I'm in the wrong, go ahead and kill me yourself. Why bother giving me up to your father? Never, exclaimed Jonathan. I'd never do that. If I get the slightest hint that my father is fixated on killing you, I'll tell you. David asked, and whom will you get to tell me if your father comes back with a harsh answer? Come outside, said Jonathan. Let's go to the field. When the two of them were out in the field, Jonathan said, As God, the God of my Israel, is my witness. By this time tomorrow, I'll get it out of my father how he feels about you. Then I'll let you know what I learn. May God do his worst to me if I let you down. If my father still intends to kill you, I'll tell you and get you out of here in one piece. And God be with you as he's been with my father. If I make it through this alive, continue to be my covenant friend. And if I die, keep the covenant relationship with my family forever. And when God finally rids, rids the earth of David's enemies, stay loyal to Jonathan. Jonathan repeated his pledge of love and friendship for David. He loved David more than his own soul. Jonathan then laid out his plan. Tomorrow is the new moon, and you'll be missed when you don't show up for dinner. On the third day, when they've quit expecting you, come to the place where you hid before and wait beside that big boulder. I'll shoot three arrows in the direction of the boulder. Then I'll send off my servant. Go find the arrows. If I yell after the servant, the arrows are on this side. Retrieve them. That's a signal that you can return safely. As God lives, not a thing to fear. But if I yell, the arrows are further out, then run for it. God wants you out of here. Regarding all the things we've discussed, remember that God's in on this with us to the very end. David hid in the field. On the holiday of the new moon, the king came to the table to eat. He sat where he always sat, the place against the wall, with Jonathan across the table and Abner at Saul's side. But David's seat was empty. Saul didn't mention it at the time, thinking, something's happened that's made him unclean. That's it. He's probably unclean for the holy meal. But the day after the new moon, day two of the holiday, David's seat was still empty. Saul asked Jonathan, his son, so where's that son of Jesse? He hasn't eaten with us either yesterday or today. Jonathan said, David asked my special permission to go to Bethlehem, he said. Give me leave to attend a family reunion back home. My brothers have ordered me to be there. If it seems all right to you, let me go and see my brothers. That's why he's not here at the king's table. Saul exploded in anger at Jonathan. You son of a slut. 
Don't you think I know that you're in cahoots with the son of Jesse, disgracing both you and your mother? For as long as the son of Jesse is walking around free on this earth, your future in this kingdom is at risk. Now go get him. Bring him here. From this moment, he's as good as dead. Jonathan stood up to his father. Why dead? What's he done? Saul threw his spear at him to kill him. That convinced Jonathan that his father was fixated on killing David. Jonathan stormed from the table, furiously angry, and ate nothing the rest of the day, upset for David and smarting under the humiliation from his father. In the morning, Jonathan went to the field for the appointment with David. He had his young servant with him. He told the servant, run and get the arrows I'm about to shoot. The boy started running, and Jonathan shot an arrow way beyond him. As the boy came to the area where the arrow had been shot, Jonathan yelled out, isn't the arrow farther out? He yelled again, hurry, quickly, don't just stand there. Jonathan's servant then picked up the arrow and brought it to his master. The boy, of course, knew nothing of what was going on. Only Jonathan and David knew. Jonathan gave his quiver and bow to the boy and sent him back to town. After the servant was gone, David got up from his hiding place beside the boulder, then fell on his face to the ground, three times prostrating himself, and then they kissed one another and wept, friend over friend, David weeping especially hard. Jonathan said, Go in peace. The two of us have vowed friendship in God's name, saying, God will be the bond between me and you, and between my children and your children forever. 1 Samuel chapter 21 David went on his way, and Jonathan returned to town. David went to Nob, to Ahimelech the priest. Ahimelech was alarmed as he went out to greet David. What are you doing here all by yourself, and not a soul with you? David answered Ahimelech the priest, The king sent me on a mission and gave strict orders. This is top secret, not a word of this to a soul. I have arranged to meet up with my men in a certain place. Now, what's there to eat? Do you have five loaves of bread? Give me whatever you can scrounge up. I don't have any regular bread on hand, said the priest. I only have holy bread. If your men have not slept with women recently, it's yours. David said, None of us has touched a woman. I always do it this way when I'm on a mission. My men abstain from sex. Even when it is an ordinary mission, we do that. How much more on this holy mission? So the priest gave them the holy bread. It was the only bread he had, bread of the presence that had been removed from God's presence and replaced by fresh bread at the same time. One of Saul's officials was present that day, keeping a religious vow. His name was Doeg the Edomite. He was chief of Saul's shepherds. David asked Ahimelech, Do you have a spear or sword of any kind around here? I didn't have a chance to grab my weapons. The king's mission was urgent, and I left in a hurry. The priest said, The sword of Goliath, the Philistine you killed at Oak Valley, that's here. It's behind the ephod wrapped in a cloth. If you want it, take it. There's nothing else here. Oh, said David, there's no sword like that. Give it to me. And at that, David shot out of there, running for his life from Saul. He went to Achish, king of Gath. When the servants of Achish saw him, they said, Can this be David, the famous David? Is this the one they sing of at their dances? Saul kills by the thousand, David by the ten thousand? When David realized that he had been recognized, he panicked, fearing the worst from Achish, king of Gath. So right there, while they were looking at him, he pretended to go crazy, pounding his head on the city gate and foaming at the mouth, spit dripping from his beard. Achish took one look at him and said to his servants, Can't you see he's crazy? Why did you let him in here? Don't you think I have enough crazy people to put up with, as it is, without adding another? Get him out of here. 1 Samuel chapter 22 So David got away and escaped to the cave of Adullam, 
When his brothers and others associated with his family heard where he was, they came down and joined him. Not only that, but all who were down on their luck came around, losers and vagrants and misfits of all sorts. David became their leader. There were about four hundred in all. Then David went to Mizpah in Moab. He petitioned the king of Moab, Grant asylum to my father and mother until I find out what God has planned for me. David left his parents in the care of the king of Moab. They stayed there all through the time David was hiding out. The prophet Gad told David, Don't go back to the cave. Go to Judah. David did what he told him. He went to the forest of Hereth. Saul got word of the whereabouts of David and his men. He was sitting under the big oak on the hill at Gibeah at the time, spear in hand, holding court, surrounded by his officials. He said, Listen here, you Benjaminites. Don't think for a minute that you have any future with the son of Jesse. Do you think he's going to hand over choice land, give you all influential jobs? Think again. Here you are, conspiring against me, whispering behind my back. Not one of you is man enough to tell me that my own son is making deals with the son of Jesse. Not one of you who cares enough to tell me that my son has taken the side of this this outlaw then doeg the edomite who was standing with saul's officials spoke up i saw the son of jesse meet with ahimelech son of ahutub in nob i saw ahimelech pray with him for god's guidance give him food and arm him with the sword of goliath the philistine Saul sent for the priest Ahimelech, son of Ahitub, along with the whole family of priests at Nob. They all came to the king. Saul said, You listen to me, son of Ahitub. Certainly, master, he said. Why have you ganged up against me with the son of Jesse, giving him bread and a sword, even praying with him for God's guidance, setting him up as an outlaw, out to get me? Ahimelech answered the king, There's not an official in your administration as true to you as David, your own son-in-law and captain of your bodyguard, none more honorable either. Do you think that was the first time I prayed with him for God's guidance? Hardly. But don't accuse me of any wrongdoing, me or my family. I have no idea what you're trying to get at with this outlaw talk. The king said, Death, Ahimelech, you're going to die, you and everyone in your family. The king ordered his henchmen, surround and kill the priests of God, their hand in glove with David. They knew he was running away from me and he didn't tell me. But the king's men wouldn't do it. They refused to lay a hand on the priests of God. Then the king told Doeg, you do it, massacre the priests. Doeg the Edomite led the attack and slaughtered the priests, the 85 men who wore the sacred robes. He then carried the massacre into Nob, the city of priests, killing man and woman, child and baby, ox, donkey and sheep, the works. Only one son of Ahimelech, son of Ahitub, escaped, Abiathar. He got away and joined up with David. Abiathar reported to David that Saul had murdered the priests of God. David said to Abiathar, I knew it. That day I saw Doeg the Edomite there, I knew he'd tell Saul. I'm to blame for the death of everyone in your father's family. Stay here with me. Don't be afraid. The one out to kill you is out to kill me. Stick with me. I'll protect you. Proverbs chapter 27, verses 15 to 27. A nagging spouse is like the drip, drip, drip of a leaky faucet. You can't turn it off, and you can't get away from it. You use steel to sharpen steel, and one friend sharpens another. 
If you care for your orchard, you'll enjoy its fruit. If you honor your boss, you'll be honored. Just as water mirrors your face, so your face mirrors your heart. Hell has a voracious appetite, and lust just never quits. The purity of silver and gold is tested by putting them in the fire. The purity of human hearts is tested by giving them a little fame. Pound on a fool all you like, and you can't pound out foolishness. Know your sheep by name. Carefully attend to your flocks. Don't take them for granted. Possessions don't last forever, you know. And then, when the crops are in and the harvest is stored in the barns, you can knit sweaters from lamb's wool and sell your goats for a profit. There will be plenty of milk and meat to last your family through the winter. David, pursued by Saul, sought rest at the town of Nob. Ahimelech the priest cared for David and his men. When Saul discovered David had been at Nob, he condemned the priests who aided David. Fearful of a conspiracy against himself, Saul ordered 85 priests killed and the town of Nob destroyed. Only one son of Ahimelech escaped to join David. Saul's fear and resentment of David caused him to stray farther from God, committing rash crimes. Saul chose to disregard God's plan and God's priests. Sometimes our anger or fear causes us to act rashly and to displease God. Such acts separate us from our eternal Father and strain our relationship with Him. What did you fear or get angry about yesterday? Repent and ask for God's forgiveness. At this time, in my house, there is a 17-year-old boy living with us. Yes, this young man is my son. I love him dearly, of course, but there are times when living with a teenager can be less appealing than poking myself in the eye with a sharp stick. <laughs> he is at the age where he is desperately trying to figure out who he is and to ensure that his voice is heard. When he and I are hanging out together, he makes a point of letting me know every traffic infraction I commit, every piece of pop culture trivia I get wrong, and that I should have turned left at that last intersection instead of going straight. Sound familiar? If you've ever lived with a teenager, I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. His striving for independence and approval sometimes puts a strain in our relationship. But it's at these times that I thank God for reminding me of his patience for us when we are acting rashly and pushing against him and trying to do life our own way, when we really need him to help us. Thank you for joining me again today on Bible in a Year with Bill. This journey through the message paraphrase is awesome, and I'm glad you're here with me. See you tomorrow. Take care now.